The Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews, but now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today. Angie's List is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is. And it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. Hey, friendo, Steve here. And welcome back to Going In Raw, the only pro wrestling podcast you need to be listening to right here at YouTube.com forward slash Stephen Larson. Available wherever podcasts can be found and, of course, taped live on the Twitch, twitch.tv forward slash Steve and Larson. Uh, so we figured we'd do like a special little little dealie here because uh, uh, we didn't know what to make heading into today's Pat McAfee interview with mm-hmm. Vince McMahon, it was uh, roughly an hour and a half long. Yeah. Uh, none of it seemed scripted. It nope. was just a really, really interesting conversation between Pat McAfee and a guy that really seems to like Pat McAfee, yeah. Vince McMahon. Um, I wonder if we'll get... I Part of me wonders if this is like a bit of a warm-up act for what we might see more of given that that Vince documentary... Yeah. is coming up and Vince might in order to promote it and and et cetera, et cetera, might be doing more of these types of things. Or maybe this is going to be it for him because he really likes Pat McAfee and they, they, they announced that Pat, he was offered live on the show a yeah. spot at WrestleMania. Yeah, uh, there's two huge, well, announcements. They're they're billing one as a huge announcement. It is, it is it, Vince McMahon just doesn't get on stage to talk about anybody. You know, he doesn't do that a lot, especially at this point in his career. Yeah. Uh, so we learned that, yes, that that Pat was offered a mania match by Vince. And I also learned that Vince is going to induct The Undertaker into the WWE Hall of Fame. Uh, I believe he, he's only uh, only ever inducted one other person. Is that still cold? Yes, that's what he Yeah. Yeah. And that's what he said on the show. Anyway. Um, so it's kind of a huge deal. Um, Vince talked at a pretty decent length about how close he is with the undertaker mm-hmm. uh how much uh, the undertaker means to him and he describes it as the like as a difficult thing to do because yes he knows there's the character of the undertaker but he is close with mark calloway and the man behind the character yeah and he says he, i could talk about the undertaker fine forever but talking about mark calloway that's gonna be more difficult i think mm-hmm. in terms of him not getting emotional yeah the context of that conversation as well, when he was talking about the undertaker, cause Pat was talking up the undertaker. Mm-hmm. There was a, there was a, a quite a lot of insight about Vince McMahon's creative process, which to you and I is always the more interesting things yes. about pro wrestling, the creative aspect behind it. Um, and, uh, and you know, when talking about the undertaker, a person who is famously known for keeping kayfabe, uh, whenever he's outside the ring, 
Vince McMahon had kind of a counter to that because that, that aspect wasn't really brought up. But he says, you know, people that commit to their character while the cameras are rolling are the ones that usually have the biggest chance of getting over. Mm-hmm. And when they step away, they're not that person. And he explicitly said when he wasn't wrestling, he was Mark Calloway. He was the human being. Whereas popularly, he's been known as the guy who is the undertaker inside and out. And he even spoke yeah. about that in his own documentary. Yeah. Uh, the last, uh, the, what was it? The last ride? The last yeah, yeah, dance yeah, yeah, with yeah. Jordan. Yeah, he, how he go out in public ride, and yeah. he was still in character. And Pat talked about that. Mm-hmm. I, I think I know when Vince was talking about the, the the dichotomy of being your character versus being yourself and not getting those two confused. Because he mm-hmm. mentions people have done that. Yeah. Um, and, and and knowing where that delineation is, mm-hmm. and knowing when to step away from the character, not bringing that character home. And I wonder when Vince was talking about that. I know he said in front of the cameras, he's the Undertaker outside of the ring. He's not. I wonder if he just meant that Undertaker didn't take that character home with mm-hmm. him. Yeah. Because yeah. we've seen stuff of him outside of the ring mm-hmm. very much seemingly being at least some approximation of his character. Well, I wonder if it's also a difference in in just their relationship. Like, I'm not sure how much of The Undertaker Mark is Mark Calloway is going to be when he walks up to Vince and discusses story ideas and stuff. Maybe Vince is one of the few people who he knows I can drop this. You know, I can I can I can drop the yeah. Undertaker gimmick and just be myself to Vince. I mean, Vince is the guy that called him up and said, "Is this that was my favorite Undertaker story." You know, after being dumped on in WCW and being told you're never going to draw a dime, I mean, that one moment where Vince calls him and says, "Is this the Undertaker?" I think at that point Vince had Mark Calloway for life. Mm-hmm. I think no matter what else happened, he was never going to leave Vince McMahon because he had the respect to call him up and be like, you're my guy. You're yeah. this character, yeah. which I would think to a lot of people would feel really good to just be wanted. Yeah, 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 I would think so. I would think so. Uh, going back to the talk about the creative process, because Pat really talked to him about that. and Vince was talking about how he approaches things from a creative uh, uh, vantage point. He talks about having multiple wheels turning in his head. He says at any given moment, he can have one, two, maybe three. And he talked about how, or he's facing one creative decision and he's, he's, he's focused on it, but maybe not sure exactly what's going to happen. Then he gets distracted by something else has to deal with that comes back. Now he's got to do fresh pair, uh, set of eyes to view this creative decision. He make, maybe he learned something from the previous conversation that can apply to here. Um, you know, he's, he still seems very, you know, at 76 years old, very energized about the creative process. And, and he spoke at length about having a focus group every week, the live audience, and how he always listens to them. You got to give the audience what they want, which, you know, he could say that. There's been times, though, where it definitely seems like he hasn't been necessarily listening to the audience. Well, okay, I'm glad you brought that up because that was one of the more interesting dichotomies that he was sort of presented with and he kind of stumbled over is when he said, we have a focus group every night when we run shows. You can you can gauge the crowd. And he spoke about two different things. They're sort of like the wrestlers themselves and their focus group waiting for reactions, et cetera, et cetera. But Vince talked about them being his own focus group. And Pat McAfee said, what did you, did you pay more attention to social media during the Thunderdome days? And Vince sort of had to sit there and think, and he was like, well, 
I can see the reactions. <laughs> and yeah, that was well, first very, he kind of says, yeah, but I can see the reactions. Yeah, yeah. That was very illustrative because it's like, that's sort of, I think that speaks maybe more to the truth of it where Vince, to a degree, will pay attention to what the live crowd is doing. But I feel like Vince pays attention more to his gut than anything else. Yeah. There was another thing where he talked about a certain portion. Of, I think I think he was he was talking more so about, you know, Internet chatter about. This, oh, yeah. Yeah. Where he says, well, those people, I don't listen to that. That's the old Bruce thing that he had said during yeah. his, you know, back in the 90s when everybody was huge on the Internet for uh, Shawn Michaels, you know, and that's really when the Internet was was becoming popular as 95, 96, 97. Yeah. Uh, when, you know, everybody on the Internet loved Shawn Michaels and wanted to see him as a as a good guy. And Bruce was like, well, if the Internet wanted it, we knew to do the opposite. We knew not to do what the Internet wanted, what the what that fan base wanted. Mm-hmm. Um, and that still seems to be that still seems to be the perception, even though even the Internet itself has changed so drastically um, and, and, and your fan base being there you know, your more passionate, hardcore fan base being there. Um, it's still interesting that he, it, it seemingly the, you know, they still view the internet as well. It's, it's, it's not a legitimate place to get feedback Yeah, to a degree. Yeah. Um, so that, that was, that was actually very interesting. Um, uh, 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 a lot of people are already talking about Pat mentioning AEW to Vince. Specifically, talking about competition, talked about WCW back in the day. He mentions TNA. He mentions Impact. He says AEW. They just bought Ring of Honor. And he asked Vince, the reputation you have is that competition makes you better. And Vince Strip says, I enjoy confrontation. It puts me on my toes. That was my background. I, he, we've heard this before. He got in a lot of fights when he was young. Mm-hmm. You know, and I, I think that kind of sharpened him for confrontation as he puts it. Yeah. Um, and uh, he didn't mention anything about AEW directly. Yeah, yeah. Whatsoever. He, he The only reference he, ever, he made to the Monday Night Wars in that was talking about The Undertaker mm-hmm. because he said, and the, when he's talking about The Undertaker prior, was he valued The Undertaker's loyalty. Mm-hmm, yeah. And he said at no point did he and, and The Undertaker ever have a conversation. Neither of them ever brought up to the other about Undertaker going to WCW. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, he did. He talked. He talked very briefly. There, there was not nearly the discussion about that aspect of things, about the competition aspect of things that I was hoping for. Um, but you know, he he did paint it as a David and Goliath situation. Turner had a ton of money, and I never really did. He said it was all cash flow. Um, well, that was more. I, I thought that was more so in the territory days. He talked about that in the territory days, but he also referred to to that when it came to Turner. You know, those guys had a ton of money to spend. I mean, the billionaire Ted thing at the time Vince yeah. wasn't. Yeah, yeah. Um, he wasn't that. Um, now things have significantly changed. But yeah, oh, I mean, yeah. just the fact that Pat would mention AEW. I mean, that's that's a big nothing right there. I mean, it's it's Vince as, as Vince. I do not believe, and I don't think he. I mean. Just by the numbers, I don't think he has to consider AEW real competition because WWE is worth just billions and billions, or they're they're worth a lot more than AEW is. Now, will that change in five years? Who knows? Um, But but yeah, I mean, just the fact that Pat would mention that in the same breath as Impact. I mean, it's not, it would be condescending to have to tiptoe around 
I would yeah. think the 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 concept that there is an AEW. Yeah, yeah. But people it, aren't used to hearing AEW exactly. be said in the same room as a Vince McMahon. I know, and that's one thing. Pat did a fantastic jo- job, I think, for the most part during this interview. It didn't feel like he held anything back per se. He, he, there is some some questions he asked in probably a fairly diplomatic manner, like uh, the one about releasing talent. There, yeah. I mean, look, he Pat McAfee is is at the same time. I should say this as someone who works for WWE. That was about as a hard hitting as an interview you can expect of Vince McMahon. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, you can take you can take the tact. Vince McMahon is a polarizing individual for for many reasons. And you can see there are there are two Vince McMahons. There is the guy that Pat McAfee talked to today and 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 Pat McAfee had spoke no lies when he would talk to Vince in the way he would a legend, a pioneer, a guy who basically is pro wrestling. And then there is the Vince McMahon that we all criticize the guy who, you know, thinks he's pro wrestling and yeah. et cetera, et cetera. Uh, and, and thinks he knows better than us and doesn't pay yeah. attention to the collective us yeah. doesn't know what to do with this guy puts this guy in a room, which by the way, Pat McAfee even mentioned Alistair black yeah. and, uh, and, and, and as a way of asking, you know, uh, what kind of creative leeway do you give, you know, your wrestlers and Vince says, well, if they have an alternative, I will listen to it. And if it's a better one, we'll run with it. And we've yeah. heard, we've heard that before in the past yeah. as well. Yeah. 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 Um, you know, I think really the only, the only, uh, area of conversation or Pat maybe could have, hit a little bit harder it's maybe the 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 saudi arabia um the aspect of it It, it, he brought up in terms of a business uh thing and vince kind of skirted around the moral aspect of it well what was interesting there and and i and i've heard this counter plenty of times and there there is i i think there is a delineation there is a difference in my in my eyes but you know the idea that WWE is doing business directly with Saudi Arabia, but Vince sees it as to bring a popular product to the people of Saudi Arabia. And he says, nobody likes governments anywhere, including our own. Um, and, and, you know, uh, we're not, uh, the American government is, is far from clean. Uh, and just like the Saudi Arabia government is far from clean. Now, I think there probably are some differences you can point to in terms of the shades of gray, but that's neither here nor there. But it seems like when Vince brought that up, that might be the way he frames that. Yeah. I mean, he, he said is uh, earlier on or elsewhere in the interview that, and I, I don't know, this might be in some way related to that or not, that once he took WWE public, it made him in his mind a better businessman because he had to take his own, essentially his own heart, his own emotion out of a lot of decisions. Mm-hmm. And so it made business decisions easier in the context it was asked is about bringing in people who used to be with the company. Maybe at one point he was cursing their name, but down the, he mentions Hogan mm-hmm. down the line. It made sense from a business perspective to bring it back in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'm sure in a lot of respects, there is that delineation in his mind. This is better for business. This government's paying us. Millions and millions and millions and millions and millions and millions of dollars. That's good for the business. Everything else in his mind takes a back seat. And when it comes to the business, he even talks about uh, Pat brings up succession, the TV show. 
which popped me huge. Yeah, right. We make that comparison all the time. Yeah, sure. And he essentially asked Vince, what's the future of the company? Yeah. Essentially, after you, do you have those discussions? And Vince says, no, I don't really think about it that much. He says, the business is best for everybody. You have to treat it as such. You have to treat your other, you can treat your family members like any other employees. And he even says, sometimes I might be even rougher on my family members in that respect. He says, but if they're not working out, they shouldn't be part of the business. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It just seems like when it comes to business, there's business. Yeah. And that has its own little spot in his brain and that is away from everything else well what you're talking about is exactly right that i mean that's one thing that we've always sort of known but the the ability for him to compartmentalize is is really fascinating um to to be able to you know when, when he's asked about the releases um you know to be able to say well i think about our audience and if somebody's not pulling their weight it's like he doesn't there there is no human aspect there. Uh there's it's it's one thing and if you're not on board a thousand percent, then you're gonna fall by the wayside. And he does seem to the to 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 believe that the more you put in, the more you're gonna get out of a thing. And and the superstars that succeed are the ones who are putting in. Now there there is the that's the nebulous brass ring philosophy. Where it's like, well, what exactly are you looking for? Because therein lies the Kafka-esque aspect of Vince McMahon. Like, I'm supposed to understand what weird thing that you want on this given day, time, minute, et cetera, et cetera. Um, Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app Answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. The Angie's List You Know and Trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews, but now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today you can host the best backyard barbecue. When you find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside, repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. 
so yeah, it's it's interesting that he's able to do that, where a lot of I mean the the level of. I mean, it's interesting because he sort of talks about. It. I wonder if they're going to go more into his childhood on the in the documentary. I would I would you imagine. would think they would, yeah, um, because he, you know he was very reluctant. I mean, he didn't. He said, "You don't want to hear about you yeah, know, another sad you know, childhood it, story." Yeah, and it, it, the little he mentioned it here seems like, at least in his mind, whether that's his own creation myth or not, framed in a lot of ways who he is now. Yeah, sure. So without that context, it might be kind of hard to understand who Vince McMahon eventually became and who who he currently is. Yeah. Because, um, yeah, as mentioned, the, the Saudi Arabia question, I, I kind of wish Pat would have had a follow-up there after Vince gave his initial answer and said he kind of moved on. It's kind of the same thing. Sorry, go ahead. Well, I just, I wonder if, there, I, I wonder if there's anything to mine there, given that they have developed such a a staunch company line literally on on the superstars social media yeah i know I wwe know. is influencing the world yeah that is where they go or i would suspect that's where they would go if pressed at all yeah. look at what we've been able to accomplish there that outweighs and I, I don't disagree that maybe he should have pressed more. I just wonder how much would he have gotten given that the company has the PR lines available. No, I understand all that. I understand all that. Uh, between that and when Pat does ask about releasing talent, Hogan kind of, or sorry, sorry, Hogan, Vince kind of veers off into this answer about Hogan, about listening to the audience, uh, giving them what they want. Uh, people who leave here sometimes just blame Vince for, you know, how their WWE uh, uh, tenure might have come up a bit short, um, and uh, but we never. When there's a question about business, Vince answers it from a business standpoint. When there's a, a question about himself, he answers it in a very a far more personable way. Mm-hmm, yeah, yeah. You know, the, throughout this, you see this really stark delineation because we know that Vince has gotten close with wrestlers. Mm-hmm, yeah, sure. He talks about how 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 highly he thinks of. Undertaker. How many people? How many people did he describe as very good human beings? Oh, that's his thing. Yeah, that, that's that, his that, thing. that was that was his thing today. It's like you know when Pat says he Pat mentioned Bruce, he mentioned Kevin Dunn. He says people I've gotten to know, and, and and Vince stops and he says, and also incredible human beings. Yeah. And the one gag was when Pat brings up Michael Cole. Oh, just a piece of shit, just an awful yeah. person. By the way, it was yeah. great to hear Vince curse so much. Yeah. In this, him dropping f bombs is really a delight. It was. It was. Um. So, like you, just in this one interview, you see the dichotomy of Vince. You see what a lot of people say is a very personable, at times warm individual. Mm-hmm. But then, depending on the question, on the topic, yeah. it can go back and forth. Where yeah. you're talking about something more business oriented, you're gonna get business Vince. Yeah, you're talking about something that, in terms of the the, the relationships he's built with people, you might get the personable Vince. Yeah. And it's interesting to see like how he frames the family through the business lens as yeah. opposed to the personal lens. <laughs> Even Pat says, you know, you're going to get some heat for that answer. Yeah. Yeah. The one the one question that I wish that he would have pressed more on and the one that really bums me out because I would love to know the answer. And that's what decisions have you made creatively that you regret that you wish you hadn't. And he did ask that. He did ask that. No, no, no. That he would have oh. pressed more on because oh, yeah, yeah, Vince sorry. gave Vince said, I don't like to dwell on the negative. And I so wish Pat would have said, come on, throw me a bone, throw me one story idea, even an insignificant one, 
it, even giving Vincent uh, uh, and I uh, uh, the opportunity to tell a funny story about something, creatively yeah. speaking, that didn't work, that he wished he had done differently. But Vince basically shut it down and said, I don't like to deal with the negative. I wish he could have pressed a little bit more on that because I wonder if maybe that's something that there's not really a company line for uh, and and Vince could have come up with something. I would have liked to have pressed a little bit. Yeah, more that's that. true. That's true. Uh, a lot of the things like Vince kept on talking about double negatives mm-hmm. and listening to this, it, you could tell a thousand percent. He has written every one of his things with Austin theory. Oh, 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 that stuff is legit. That stuff, that stuff is, is stuff that he that is, firmly that is believes. Basically Vince's philosophy on life mm-hmm. is everything he's telling Austin theory. That's what it seems like. It, it uh, you're you're absolutely right. The somebody here had it right when he talked about um uh, uh R.I. wrestling fan here says my favorite bit of Vince's advice was if you're gonna be late, make sure you look as good as you can because if you're late and look like shit, that's a double negative. Yeah, <laughs> he's good. Yeah. And he went into a rant about how he hates uh, people apologizing for being late because if that you're was, late, that, that was literally a bit in the Austin Theory thing. I know. Yeah. Yeah, and that's you could tell. And you and I had both sort of speculated on that when we talk about the Austin Theory office stuff that these are this is just stuff that Vince wants to get off his chest. These are mm-hmm. the quirks in life that he can't stand and he's doing he's doing like a 90s stand-up routine on. And he we is. we talked it's, about that. It's observational humor. It is, and it's 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 through Vince's weird lens. Yeah, it it really is. Uh speaking of think, getting stuff off his chest, uh Pat asked him about his workout routine. Yeah. And and Vince says it's like him working out is is like his socially acceptable way to get out of his aggression. Yeah. He says he does it just as much, if not more, for his head than his body. It's it helps him mentally so he can handle his workload and having to deal with people, mm-hmm. as he puts it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um, Yeah, that yeah, that was interesting. Yeah, he talked about God dang. He talked about putting the, on eleven plates. Eleven plates, thousand pounds. Uh, do to squat yeah. yeah oh my gosh that's crazy um he told this inter- this funny story so this is back in the territory days like he talked about how going to st louis trying to run a show and whoever's running the territory there was not happy about it so i guess several uh, uh promoters from rival ter- territories i imagine nwa territories were having some sort of meeting about how to deal with the vince problem mm-hmm. yeah and so this is a story that jr jim ross told vince so jr is in the bathroom Apparently he's in a stall. He's due to poop. Uh, and then three or four of the promoters walk in and talk about what are they going to do about Vince? And so JR is on the potty. And as Vince puts it, promoters are talking about offing Vince. Yeah. yeah. And JR is sitting in there and he's, he's like worried about being accessory to murder. So according to Vince, JR pulls his feet up <laughs> onto the toilet seat as nature calls. Yeah. And that popped that really big. Yeah. Yeah. Those old days, th- those are nuts. I've, I've been reading a very, very slowly uh, the book Death of the Territories. Mm-hmm. And it's all it's all just it. at a certain point, it gets monotonous because it's just or just, you know, uh, redundant because it's just story up. Just like then he went here and he outlines the entire process of Vince buying up another territory. And then he went here and he did this and he presented with a check of this much, et cetera, et cetera. And it was, I mean, it was, it, it's crazy just how many territories he just either bought or put out of business by running nearby. But, uh, yeah. So yeah, that, that, that was interesting stuff. Uh, interesting that it didn't take him very long to come up with the new name. He talked about the WWF, 
uh, versus, you know, coming over the WWE, how it took about 20 or 30 minutes to, to just mm-hmm. come up with that and to get the F out thing. Yeah. Um, when, when Vince offered Pat his WrestleMania match, uh, he was clear to mention that uh, now Vince has to find an opponent for him. Yes. Yeah. So then, you know, and that's, that's the thing. I'm, I'm, I'm really glad they didn't film like a thing on the show. Cause it's because like when it's like when Pat was talking about, Oh, you know, he's going to be late here. He said, hold on, I'm getting a call. And it, I, my mind immediately was like, Oh, this is where the bit starts. And then he said, people are going to think that I'm working right now, that, that this is a work right here. Mm-hmm. But it did just seem to be like they were prepping him for, for Vince to show up. Cause he was a little bit yeah. late. Yeah. That was great. When you got that phone call, you know, and, 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 and he was like, uh, the co-host, we're like, what is that about? They know what they're getting into. Yeah, and I was like, no, they yeah. don't. Yeah, they're asking if if uh, if if he had to be mic'd up. It's like, no, we all set up. All he has to do is walk in the studio, sit down. It's good mm-hmm. to go. Yeah, yeah. And I like it's. It seems like even his co-hosts were waiting for the work to kick in. You know, they started pumping it up also. And, yeah, uh, in fact, AJ at one point says something like uh, something about the program you have. Yeah, <laughs> proud of it showing up. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, one aspect of Vince's answer, I just noticed this on social media again about talking about release talents is, uh, cause Pat asked him about it or some uh, releasing talents, pushing people, so on and so forth. Some of those decisions were difficult than others. And Vince says, yeah, he's more concerned about the audience once. And he says something about sometimes some people, as he put it, are dead weight. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That was, yeah. That was that was sort of the most inflammatory, yeah, thing that I think he said because I know my my ears perked up too when he said yeah, some people too. are dead weight. But then he pivoted to, but you got to think about what's best for business, and he says if the audience wants Hogan back, you bring him back, mm-hmm, yeah. and that's what he talks about once making the company public, man, better businessman because he stopped making decisions based on emotion. Mm-hmm, yeah, he and also, this is compartmentalization mm-hmm. where apparently he has to make. Yeah, yeah. Uh, System Zero here in chat says most important part of the interview was Vince saying he doesn't watch Young Rock. Yeah, but he does. I mean, they, you know, Pat was asking about all the stars that he made. They talked about Brock briefly. Vince talked about Brock, said he's a really smart businessman. Um, and his 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 face sort of lit up a little bit when talking about Brock. So you can see that, you know, the Brock. I, I, I wonder, you know, Brock saying outright on the Pat McAfee show that he considered Vince like a father figure. You can you can see the other side of that. You can see Vince mm-hmm. taking that to heart. You know, because as soon as he mentioned Brock, his his face sort of lit up, mm-hmm. um, and uh, you know they were having issues with his mic, just like with Brock. Yeah, I kept smacking it. It was interesting that he, when Vince first walked in there, he seemed a little more guarded. Just mm-hmm. his body language. Mm-hmm. You know, oh he had yeah, and I had his hand up by his his lapel. Sort of a weird, yeah, sort of a weird. Like it's a very open. Like you don't have a table to sit behind. Like he's sort of just sitting there open in a chair like this. And it is a very yeah. vulnerable. The other guys that are there, there's two guys behind a glass pane. There's another guy behind a desk. There's two guys behind a desk. And then Pat, of course, is like the most fidgety. Yeah. Yeah. Just a whirlwind of energy. There. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Drinking his liquid death. Um, and, uh, and, 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 t- but the interviewee is just out there, you know? Yeah. And yeah. so it is, it, it's, it seems like it's not the well, most Brock did break that little table. They had, I know, but that seemed like such a bit of business for him. Like what is this? It's an awkward setup that they have, I know it is. It which is, is bizarre. Yeah. Like they hit, like they just need to like tighten up the, the mic arm because it keeps on swinging all over the place. Yeah, I know. I know. 
Uh, White Brownie here says Vince talk about the reason calling the wrestlers superstars instead of uh, professional wrestlers kind of makes sense. Yeah, it does. I mean, you know, even in the Death of the Territory books, he's been they've been referring to it as sports entertainment for a very, very long time. Like he wanted to advance from the territory days the idea of what a pro wrestler is. And so that's why they refer to him as superstars. I mean, he doesn't. And even Pat noticed or even Pat noted, he says, you know, it's not like you shy away from the word wrestler. WrestleMania is literally the name of your biggest show. Um, but Vince just conceive he just sees them as something more than that, and that's why he refers to them that way. And I've always I've always understood that. I don't think that it's necessary. Look, there are plenty of Vincisms that are like, oh, don't do this, don't do that. Some of those are more fluid than others. Mm-hmm. But, you know, the idea that, hey, this the, these guys are more than pro wrestlers, don't call them that. They're superstars. I've never really taken an issue with that. I, I still sort of understand it. In sports entertainment, I mean, that term has been around for literally decades. Like, it didn't just pop up during yeah. the PG era. This has been a no, thing no. for a very it's long time. It's been a time. thing for a while. It's been a thing for a while. Yeah. Uh, all in all, though, a th- uh, 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 relatively insightful, wildly entertaining interview. Um, like I said earlier, this is probably about as hard-hitting as one can expect uh, from someone who works at WWE. Uh, asking Vince questions that I would nothing that I found shocking, but the candor with which Pat asked some of these interviews, I was like, Oh, wow, good on you, Pat. Could have yeah. gone further in some other respects. Mentioned those before the Saudi Arabia stuff, obviously, uh, releasing talent. Um, but by and large, I didn't feel like for the most part, Pat, he didn't necessarily hold things back per se, but asked things in a fairly diplomatic manner. Yeah, I think that's his thing. I don't think he's there to push buttons and to be Bob Costas. I don't think that's, you know, that's not, I don't think that that should be expected from him. Um, I mean, look, we all want to think that that we can get Vince McMahon in a rant room. (laughs) And and like, we all think that we'd like to be that guy, but, you know, that's not what this was. Um, This was also interesting. I want to get your thoughts on this. Vince McMahon said that I'm, I'm reading this off of uh, Denise Alcedo's Twitter feed here. Mm. Uh, the bit about Vince saying he finishes training at 3 a.m. starts at about 1.30 in the morning. What hours does he sleep? Does like he that, go to sleep afterwards then or before? I would assume like three to if he were if he sleeps four hours, three to seven would make sense. Yeah. I guess it would be the very end of his day. He starts working out at one. Yeah, I think so. That's interesting to work out the end of the day. But, you know, hey, unless unless he just goes to bed a little or like from what? Nine. To well, I mean, like on, on TV days, he wouldn't be able to. Yeah, that showed it until 11 local. That's or, a good point. You know, yeah. on these coasts, 11 local time. So. That's a good point. Yeah, probably probably from three to seven then would be his his, his sleep block or, or four to eight. Yeah, because, you know, I assume at three o'clock he's done. He goes home, showers. Or goes to his hotel room, showers. Yeah, I couldn't. I I could four hours is I could not do. That's 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 nuts to me. I know that the human body that a human body could do that. I mean, he says he's wired differently, and that's obvious. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. That is obvious. Yeah, like on the you know that level of compartmentalization, I could do that. No, I don't even know if I'd. I mean, I would. I wouldn't want to do that regardless. Oh, I couldn't do that. I'm not. And I wouldn't want to. Emotion, I wouldn't want emotionally to. speaking. It's not in me. Yeah. No, it's not either. Yeah. And, I feel and, like the yeah because the, there's you, you you wouldn't you also this is getting kind of heavy but wouldn't you have to compartmentalize like your your conscience <laughs> like your morals to a degree. Well, I mean that's 
again, to a degree, that seems to be the case. Yeah. 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 I could not, you know, if, 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 if business is business and that's it, then seemingly, yeah. And I, I, I couldn't know what I want to operate that way. Yeah. It's not, yeah. That's not what I would classify as like a good human being. (laughs) No, I wouldn't either. I wouldn't. We all have our definitions, I guess. Um, but yeah, uh, yeah, this was good too. I like a uh, uh, white brownie mentioned uh, Vince. N- Pat claims that Vince is not in his ear, that he just lets him do what he does. You know, I think I think Vince is impressed by Pat. You know, v- v- Pat obviously speaking about a guy who who got the brass ring. You know, to come from the Colts, uh, and then and then hop into. I actually watched the other day. I watched Vince a uh, uh, Pat's rather first press conference it was a jokey skit where it was a press conference mm-hmm. uh where he talked you know he's retiring and he's hopping into a uh, bar stool uh to be a, a content guy angie's list is now angie and we've heard a lot of theories about why i thought it was an eco move fewer words less paper no it was so you could say it faster no it's to be more iconic must be a tech thing but those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is. And it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And even back then, like, you know, you could tell his personality was off the charts. And to see him in the short, relatively short amount of time get to where he is now has to impress the hell out of Vince. And when you're a guy who really impresses Vince, chances are he's going to let you do what you want to do. So long as you do good work. And that's what Vince said. If I didn't like what you did, you wouldn't be here. Yeah, sure. Yeah. So if if, if Vince appreciates your journey, thinks you're a good human being, as he likes to put it, and he thinks you're good at your job. Mm-hmm. I think he'll give you more free reign because you've proven yourself that yeah. you can handle that. Yeah. You know, absolutely. At yeah. least from the commentary's perspective, I think I feel like he's still a bit more controlling when it comes to the creative content of the show. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like I don't know. There's probably a handful of people, a small handful of people, from a creative standpoint, who have that level of, of freedom. Yeah. A uh, quick question here from Monstrosity552, unrelated to the Vince thing. Um, we also, there was a, a report from, uh, I think, Cassidy Hayes uh, from Body, Body Slam, Slam yeah. about yeah. the a little clarification on Ring of Honor. It does seem like uh, AEW at this point, uh, according to Cassidy, that uh, the basically what we had speculated last night, mm-hmm. Ring mm-hmm. of Honor functioning as kind of a, the AEW's NXT um, would be the case. Mm-hmm. Seems like they're, they're going to run ring of honor as its own promotion as mm-hmm. a developmental type thing, mm-hmm. which um, seems to make all the sense in the world. Like when you think about it, uh, you know, giving guys, I would, I would assume people like Moriarty, maybe Daniel Garcia guys that, you know, are going to be huge in like five years, you know, the opportunity to build themselves to that level. I, I, I think that Tony Khan wants to sort of, there's the idea of like what what we all wanted NXT to be and how cool that idea is 
And Tony Khan looking at that idea and saying, that is a good idea. I can do that with Ring of Honor. Um, so, uh, so monstrosity, with that being said, uh, says with AEW buying Ring of Honor, what does that mean for the Ring of Honor invasion of Impact? Kind of nothing. I, I, I get the feeling that Ring of Honor is going to be Re, with with the except with few exception, I think the Briscoes will probably still be there. Gresham obviously is going to be the main guy there with the championship, but I get the feeling that it's going to be more AEW people there moving over mm-hmm. to Ring of Honor mm-hmm. than, for example, the people that are in Ring Impact. of Honor. I'm sorry, Impact, the Honor No More. Guys. Yeah, I, I mean, I assume the Honor No More thing is just those those individuals went to Impact to work, and it's not like Ring of Honor said, "All right, go," you know, hey. Do this. Yeah. You get our seal of approval. It was this more. Here's a group of individuals that went to Impact, makes money, and this is the storyline they came up. You know. Yeah, I, I, I get. Yeah, that's 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 the feeling I get as well. I wouldn't. I don't think the idea is going to be. Let's try to appease the the last the, the the fans of the sad last days of Ring of Honor. Let's get some new fresh excitement and show you guys what we're going to do, and and we think that's probably going to be a bigger thing than it was in its last days before, mm-hmm. you know, this, this takeover, this, this purchase. Yeah. And, you know, I wonder now too, that they have the AEW has the, the, the studio they've been using in Orlando, the universal studio set for dark. Is that the atmosphere? Maybe they'll, they'll set ring of honor in. I don't know. Are they going to shoot it? Are they going to shoot it before rampage or dynamite? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I I would hope that they wouldn't do because that's just sort of doing the ECW WWE exactly. thing. Make it its own thing. Yeah, I would That'd think be ideal. make it its own thing. That that's you know that totally is is I think the way to go. Um, you know, I mean, I I have no idea. I I maybe this would be a selling point for HBO Max. Hey, Ring of Honor on HBO Max. I don't know if it'd go on YouTube. Um, or or if they'd somehow get a TV deal, I have no we have no idea about that yeah, stuff. No idea, no idea. Um, but uh, but yeah, we'll we'll probably find out soon enough. But yeah, yep. I would definitely like for it to be its its own thing. I think that makes all the sense in the world. Yep, yep, yeah. Try uh, to keep try to keep the the elements that made Ring of Honor special. Mm-hmm. The Code of Honor stuff, you know, pure and, rules and freshen up that freshen up the presentation. Yeah, the presentation. You can keep a. Uh, Ian, uh, what's his last name? Riccoboni? Is that his name? Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, he's a, he's definitely a, a legacy guy. You keep that mm-hmm. guy for mm-hmm. commentary, but uh, but yeah, it was so it it just felt so flat. The the presentation you gotta yeah. you gotta throw some spruce shit. Spruce it up a little bit. Spruce, spruce it up. It up. There you go. We'll end on this really quick. We'll end on this. Let's say you get hit by a bus. Uh-huh. <laughs> Vince said yeah. in his last second he'd just say thank you to the universe. Apparently. Yeah. In your last second after getting hit by a bus, what would you do? I'd probably say, ah, oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, same. I'd be like, ow. <laughs> yeah. What it was. Yeah, yeah, I'd poop my poop pe- myself. Yeah, I just probably, poop my That'd pe- probably be involuntary, you know? <laughs> you just saw a man get hit by a bus and poop his pants. <laughs> yeah, I'd leave him, I'd leave him laughing. There you go. Uh, <laughs> Evie says, say, I hope Vince would say it like uh, Chad Gable. You. I thank you. <laughs> Did he just poop his pants? Shoosh. <laughs> oh, man. All right. Anyway, that's going to do it for us. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in for this special 
episode of Going In Raw. Till next time, we'll talk to you later. Goodbye. All right. Should we take a break and do numbers don't lie or save that for tomorrow again? We can do it. I can do it. You can do it right now. Okay, want, cool. Quick. Let's do it right now then. Let's uh, go run the math real fast and then we can we can rock and roll. All right. We'll kill the stream. And then for subs only, we're going to be coming back with numbers don't lie. Uh, so, yeah. Um, if you just want to hang out in our chat, it'll be no more than five Better minutes. minutes. So. Better yeah. minutes. Yes. Yes. Bye, everybody. We'll see you in a second. Bye. Angie's list is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is, and it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. The Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews, but now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today.